Well, hi, friends. Uh, my name is Phil Grizzle, and welcome to this brand new podcast uh, called Tales from the Secret Cabin. Uh, this is a, a collaborative project that a few of us have come together on, and uh, some of, of whom you will meet here shortly, uh, just to explore things, to discover and learn from each other, to hear the different parts uh, and stories in our own lives that are shaping us and um, speaking truth to us, and again, truly just um, to pause and to reflect and kind of calibrate ourselves around um, the meaningful parts of life. And uh, this uh, first project that we're working on is uh, uh, inspired by the kind of the traditional church calendar and the season of Advent. And there's uh, four parts to Advent. And so this first part is uh, a conversation that Tony and KJ and myself have uh, around the theme of hope. And uh, yeah, just want to invite you to enjoy and uh, experience this uh, first part together. All right. Well, uh, welcome to our uh, first ever podcast, Tales from the Secret Cabin. And uh, my name is Phil. Glad that you're here. Uh, who else we have with us here for this one? Uh, so I am Tony, a former director of, of media uh, at Christ Community, uh, soon to be a tattoo artist, hopefully. <laughs> and I am KJ, and I am a bow hunter, beekeeper. I think I'm a poet, um, and I pour soap, and I also am a pastor. Um, but man, it's good to be here. Yeah. So we have uh, we got a lot of things that we want to try to get to and talk about. But first off, just thinking through this incredible space that we're in. So, tales from the secret cabin. What? Where are we actually doing this podcast from? And what's the story behind it? Yeah, I, I call it the secret cabin because it is a secret cabin. Um, it's at my house and it's, it's by the garage and, and from the outside, it's just this old shack. Uh, but, but you go inside and it's been converted into like this cabin from the 1800s. And, uh, I, I kind of try to create this space that I feel inspired by. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a, buffalo hide in here there's a caribou skull um, that i found there's a skateboard from tony's daughter that she was going to hurt herself so tony said here hide this skateboard um but that's in here um there's a <laughs> fireplace and uh for this, a super long time uh the secret cabin had been the space that i actually kept a secret um, that, that people didn't know that I had. And it was this like place that I would go and hide. And, um, I, I began bringing people here like, Hey, I got to show you something. I got to show you this space. And, uh, so here's Tony and, and Phil, and there's a podcast that's being born here now and it feels perfect. <laughs> It's incredible. So if, again, KJ, I mean, you're painting the incredible picture, but it's it's hard to envision something like this, just kind of a normal, greedy life driving around, coming to a friend's house, and you feel like you just stepped into another universe. Like, this is an incredible space. I think that's that's kind of like, that's that's the heart I have. Like, I think that's how the kingdom should be. Or like, you know, the idea of the gospel, it shouldn't feel as if it fits. It's, it's something completely other. Um, and so, yeah, thanks. So 
So what's the rules of the secret cabin? Like, what, what happens when we do a podcast in the secret cabin? Yeah, um, I don't know. How's that? <laughs> um, I, I do have, have things, though. Um, there's, like, songs that cannot be played here. If it's, like, past the 70s, yes. I can't play it. It doesn't fit. Um, um, there can't be... 1870s or what are we talking about? No, no. (laughs) I I know. And just like the different things that the environment upholds, um, there's, there's integrity here. So, um, so as far as this podcast goes, I think our, our, our our big goal is so, so in the secret cabin, since it's a secret, it's kind of like this behind the curtains type of thing. And, I'm very interested in having these these fun, engaging conversations about theology, about the kingdom, about church, about the things that God is doing. And it almost being like this this behind the curtains type of feeling that, yeah, it's that's something I get excited about. So this idea of a podcast, the three of us have known each other for a long time, and we've had kind of these conversations you're alluding to, KJ, just over the years, all kinds of different places and spaces. I think this was a space that even when we dreamt up the the idea of a podcast, uh, this was the ideal environment. There's an inspiration to this environment. And in the process of that, though, there's there's kind of another initial project that I think, at least out of the gate, um, you guys particularly are are already starting to work with and think about or whatever. But just talk about what's what's project one like. How how are you guys moving forward in, in some of the fun things that are stirring on your heart? Yeah. So our our first thing um, that's kind of kind of on our our plate at this point is the season of Advent and and creating um, an Advent eye-opening experience, the behind the curtain experience for Advent, um, that could be digestible for everyone. Something that like, man, I, how, how do I describe this? I mean, like if there ever is a time that the earth is like hungry for Christmas, it would be right now. I mean, like, right in this moment, it's like the earth is like, please, Jesus, come. Um, (laughs) And the the season of Advent is all about preparing for Christmas. And I think things that are prepared for hold value, um, like profound value. And if, if there's, like, a good prep process... There's anticipation, there's expectation. And if there ever is a time for us to anticipate, to prepare, to plan, and to be excited about something that God is bringing, it'd be right now. Yeah, you know, for me, um, Advent is such a, it's a, like, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, you know, so um, Advent just sounds like a churchy word for me. Um, and I hope that's not disrespectful to anybody. It's just, it's one of those things that doesn't, it's not intrinsically relatable. Um, when I think about Christmas, I think about a lot of other things, movies, you know, certain types of sweet food, um, you know, staying up late, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I, but that doesn't take away the beauty of the Advent season. Uh, I think I just, 
I think I've I've wanted an experience that is um, that doesn't feel foreign because it's uh, liturgical, you know. But I think at its core, uh, Advent is just it's the voice of our souls. It's it's the it's the groaning of creation. <laughs> you were you were talking KJ about like this. We want we're hungry for Christmas. I just in my mind. I heard hungry for Christmas, you know, it's a hashtag 2020 sort of thing. Cause like, that's what we want right now. Right. It's just, Oh gosh, Christmas come. Um, but I think that's really what the whole season is about. And for me, you know, just being relatable and even thinking about the movies and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a video maker, I'm a filmmaker. Um, it's kind of become one of my voices artistically. Um, and, uh, I think that there's just, you know, we have a God who, uh, is mysterious and, speaks many different dialects uh, and is current and relatable. And um, I think I just, I've wanted to see an experience, some sort of Advent experience that for me, again, you know, kind of, not that liturgical is bad. And I, you know, when I say that, I, I hear something or it's, it means something to me in my mind, you know, but I think I just want something warm and intimate and gritty and um, I don't know. Does that make sense? All right, so so Tony just brought up the idea that he is going to create these like these this like project. He's a videographer, and and he is doing a video or a series of four videos. And I'm going to create a poetic sermonette voiceover experience thing that'll go on top of these videos and. Um, yeah, and and so our our whole focus is to kind of like breathe on the heart that has forgotten the value of Christ is here, um, and as I say that, I I can like hear my heartbeat and um, I get excited and my eyes are teary because I forget all the time of the truth that Jesus is here and he brings himself. And, and so in Advent, there are these themes that people center themselves around in preparation for his coming. So, okay, that triggers a question. Are you, are you guys creating this project because there's an experience that you've had in the past with Advent that you're trying to, to replicate or you're wanting us to experience? Or have you been journeying through Advent in whatever season of your life and you're hoping for something different and so you're creating something to sort of move us, move you forward in that? Where, where are you at in this idea for us in terms of us experiencing this? That's so good. Oh, that's a good um, That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, Phil, you're right on. Um, I, think, I think about Advent and... I grew up celebrating Advent. Um, I think the first thing I think about, if I think about Advent, I think about those the Advent calendars you buy at the dollar store that have the chocolates behind them. And for every day... <laughs> it's um, Legos now, by the way. You yeah, Legos. Legos yeah. And, but, but I couldn't hold off, and so I would do four or five days at a time and pretend I didn't eat them and I closed the doors. Nice. And, um, that's how I celebrated the Advent season. And then, um, there'd been times that, that our, um, house had, had been, been like hardcore Advent 
and for every day at school uh, or for every day at home, you know, there'd be our whole whole family would sit down and we'd have to do the Advent uh, Bible passage and then the candle and it was like this chore. Um, but there are times it hasn't been a chore and it's fantastic. Um, I think um, that Christmas and Advent are born in times of hardship and chaos. And for me, I don't know if I've experienced a bunch of brokenness and a bunch of darkness. Um, During this season, I have. I have seen great brokenness. I have seen great chaos. I, I have seen the pit of hell. And from there, I feel in my soul this feeling of Advent. I feel, I feel a feeling that, that I'm, I'm dying to put out there. And, and I think it's coming from that place. So it isn't I'm trying to share something of experience. I don't know how to share this feeling I have. Uh, but I talked to Tony and I was like, Hey, here's this idea I have, here's this feeling I have. And he got all excited and began to go back and forth and pace. And, and so from that point on, there was this project that was born. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So to go back to your, your question, Phil, um, about, you know, is this a personal thing or is this something that I, you know, that we wanted to, um, create for uh, others, you know, that's really, I think I'm kind of a selfish person. <laughs> and everything that I think about, you know, I'm kind of like, well, what do I want? What <laughs> Through the lens of what would, what would I prefer? What's, what's the thing that would feel good to me and apply to me and um, have impact in my life? Um, I think I'm kind of weird, but I don't know if I'm like so weird. You are. You are a really unique person. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, But I think, I think that there's this, um, so I think that there are things that are uh, communicated. Uh, I'd mentioned, I said dialects, you know, earlier. And, um, you know, sometimes maybe we get used to a certain format of communication. Maybe maybe you listen to podcasts. Maybe uh, you read books or maybe you watch sermons. Um, and that, I think that's great. Uh, I think that sometimes there are subtle ways that sometimes it's like there's a wink. Like God gives a wink and you catch something and it kind of you just kind of pause for a moment like, oh, I didn't expect to see that or I didn't expect to... Um, Feel that there. And it's just it's just enough of a nudge to where you pause your normal, you know, day-to-day type of thing. And right, I like how, how? Well like, tell us tell us a personal example of how God <laughs> has has done that for you. Well, I'm curious. You know, I'm kinda weird. Um you know, I I don't know if I want to digress too much, you know, about you know, a recent story, but I think um I mean, so, you know, at the tattoo shop, there are moments where people come in and some of them are very eccentric people. Um, And I think just in some of these situations where I've helped people, you know, currently I'm doing piercings there at the shop and I'm learning how to tattoo and it's a very humbling experience. But um, seeing people 
just light up with this change, you know, that something on their skin is now representing something that was in their heart, um, that they get to express themselves in a different way, or there's some sort of like cathartic moment that they, you know, they're memorializing someone who they cared about, you know, it's it's some of these things, but there's just this magical moment. And when I'm editing, I see it. Um, and it's kind of this magical pause. Like, I don't know if, if when you're making a statement and you don't quite know how to, which word you want to pick and your eyes kind of dart around and you pause for a second, that moment right there is a very human moment. And, um, you know, as I've talked to people when I'm editing things, cause I do interviews and stuff, um, that's kind of like a dead air moment. You know, people watch people thinking about, you know, what they're trying to say. And you, you would say, well, cut that out. That's just that needs to end up on the floor because they're not actually saying anything, but they're really saying a lot. What you see in that pause is them trying to articulate their human experience. And it's it's a moment where we have a memory. These are things that you can't put words to because one of the dialects of God is nonverbal. It's nonverbal communication. This is why people give flowers at funerals because you can say as much as you want, but it's just like, here. Mm. And you have this bouquet and then there's this emotional response, and there are no words that are needed. And um, so at the shop, in certain videos, when I see flowers, when I see a butterfly, you know, when there's a breeze that brushes hair out of someone's eyes, you know, or, there, or you know, e- even when you get more artsy and you're seeing the black tears from running mascara, like there's a story there. There's something there, and you don't need words to communicate it. You just see it, and you know intrinsically in your heart you're feeling something. It's an emotive, and it's real, and it's, it's a testament to a moment. It's a testament to a truth somehow, and I think that with this project, uh, and I don't mean to talk it up too much because, you know, it's still just this man-made thing where I'm trying to be artistic and have fun with it. But, you know, I think that if, if there's a way to somehow just cause pause and play with that moment of silence to where someone is just kind of like, huh, you know, and they kind of do the headcock thing and they're, I, you know, maybe just maybe in that pause, you know, they, they can hear something. Hmm. That's good. Really good. So, all right, paint me paint me a picture of this journey you're going to take us on over over this four week period, right? What where where are the places you're going to want to take my heart, our hearts in this project? Yeah, so I, I think at first um, I did grow up in like the old school church, and so that there has to be like the integrity of Advent for me, um, and and so it's holding true to the themes of Advent. And, and kind of even bringing in certain uh, things that that the church has forgotten. Um, so um, there's there's hope, um, there's peace, there's joy and love. And then typically in uh, the church experience for each theme of Advent, there's this personage um, that kind of upholds that image. Um, so for instance, hope, it's the body of Christ. Um, the body of Christ upholds this idea of, of hope. Um, and for peace, it's the prophets. Um, it's this idea of the prophetic, um, for, for joy, it's John the Baptist. And so, um, 
he, as far as in church history goes, embodied this 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 feeling of joy as he pointed towards the coming Messiah, um, and and then um, then the end it's uh, this idea of love and uh, the personage of that is uh, the virgin birth uh, the Mary who who. Um, had been pregnant and, and the early church would say she, she was pregnant and had Jesus inside of her, but it was the actual embodiment, the embodiment of hope, the embodiment of peace, the embodiment of joy. And she was giving birth to that. And so, um, to kind of hold true to those themes, but our goal isn't to talk about them at all. Um, so those are our inspirations. Those are our goals. Those are the images. But having the the um, the goal of if any human being sees these videos, hears the expressions that are on them, their heart is going to begin to beat this cadence that it's forgotten, um, that it isn't this like churchy vocabulary that somebody in the church has to, to understand the, the Advent experience for them to be excited about it. This is for the human heart, uh, because Christ came for the human heart. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, it's kind of funny cause I, um, h- how relatable, I mean, even just as we've started this project, uh, how relatable the premise is on a on the daily. You know, it's. I mean, yeah, we have our our church calendar, and there's a whole you know section of it for Advent. But I think that there's just um, it's like manna. You know, like we're we're all of us are kind of waiting for a little thing. Um, kind of need that on the daily, and uh, I think that's the. <laughs> There's there's a John the Baptist, there's a Mary every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully if it's a good day, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we're looking for that sort of provision in in whatever way, you know, in some seasons we're looking for more one more than others. Um, or one seems to resonate more, but yeah, I like that. So this uh this journey starts with hope? Yeah, it's it, the 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 first um, the first day, the first uh, seven days of Advent are are centered around the idea of hope and um, hope being bigger than just um, this idea of hoping things will get better, um, but hope uh, being centered in the the eye opening experience experience of the thing that someone was created for um hope being something that has been forgotten hope being something that that possibly even in our culture is told to us that it doesn't exist anymore like there's there's a ton of things that that happen in the theme of hope especially in the body of christ so if you take the body of Christ, like the icon of that. It's like, is the body of Christ today just hopeful and filled as far as hope goes? I I don't see it, you know? And so it's, has the church forgotten to hope? 
Uh, you know what's really interesting? I think when I, I I have a lot of respect for people who arrive at the place of of hoping because it requires a lot of self analysis. Like so many times, like I'm just driving and I'm just driving and I'm mad at the person in front of me <laughs> because I'm just thinking about the next thing. I just I'm yeah. thinking about what I got to do next. I'm not I'm not aware about you know the conflicts I have in my life or the deficits in my character or you know what I want to change in my environment around me you know on a, on a micro or a macro level uh, I'm just like trying to get in front of this car in front yeah. of me you know why right exactly because I got to <laughs> do, do the doing? thing I got to go to the next thing um you know but when I think about someone who's gotten to the place where they realize their need for hope they've kind of they've either been forced to lay down or they are or they've they've laid themselves down and they've um, they've remembered, you know, the, the nature of, of what it is to be a human. They've remembered that um, that there is a need for a savior. That there's a that this is a it's a beautiful world, but it it can also be a very hard, sad, scary world. Um, you know, and on different scales, we all experience that. You know, in our around our dinner table. Um, in our workplace and, you know, like when we turn on the TV, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to take it for granted that everybody just is hoping for something. And I think that's what you were talking about. It's like, is the church aware? Is the church hoping? Is it, you know, cause I think ultimately what, you know, what the, the hope is for well, <laughs> the hope for the, you know, this project is to kind of illuminate maybe how we all relate that there is that deficit that we all can, um, you know, in our own ways, chime into and um, be yearning for. Yeah, and like, don't you think like during this whole COVID experience, though, it, it kind of like it like brought hope back to the forefront. It's like there has to be something better than this. Um, before, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like things are okay. Like things aren't that bad. You know, there are things that you can complain about, you know, and I'm hoping to, you know, get a pay raise. I'm hoping to do better at school. You know, like these, these different things that are the day to day that you hope for. Um, but I think like today, day everyone is put in this cultural experience of just this groaning of like wait a second this is not okay mm-hmm. um the place that that culture is society is and it creates this hunger for things to be made new and that i think is the spot i'm in and and that is the spot that that like I personally think that that as a Christian, I forgot, I forgot about like the bigger picture hope and the things that my soul should be groaning for. So, so keep, keep going there because I'm thinking back to what you said earlier, this idea that Christ is the embodiment of hope and, and Advent is the season of remembering that and centering on that. And so what, like where does that play out practically for you, or what is where, where's the tension points or the wrestling points for you of like, there's got to be something more. There's my 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 Christian faith has taken me to this point of remembering hope. Hope in what? Hope in like where do you, where's the answer been for you recently as you've wrestled with that? Um, you know, one of the things you talked about COVID. Um, 
one of the things about COVID, I think, is it just turned everybody's paradigms on its on their heads. You know, um, everything looks different. Work looks different. You know, everybody was at home do, working through their computer, and um, and church looks different. Uh, the way that we would gather, it just it looks different. And I think where that deficit is sensed, you know, and I, I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but. Um, I was actually talking, I was talking with, with KJ and some other friends earlier today about how, man, I wonder how many people, um, cause you know, I'm not exempt from this, but our, our faith, we gravitated to a faith that looked a certain way through a specific paradigm. And when the paradigm was stretched or flipped, there's this identity crisis. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are even questioning their entire faith system right now. Um, because it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, I don't know if test is the right word, exercise, groaning to, to now we don't even know really what that experience is supposed to look like. If we've groomed what that provision of hope looks like, if that is not there, then it almost reveals, you know, an even greater need for hope. Because it's it's this uh, again it's it's a moment of pause where there's this reflection of wait a minute is this what is real what am I worshiping um, because because the experiences I had especially in my younger faith when everything is about you know the emotive response I'm like whoa I'm feeling the spirit right now um, you know and and sometimes that's what we cling to you know um, when when all we have is that visceral response because of our paradigm has been challenged or washed away, um, it's a, it's that humbling moment of, man, I really need something right now. I need something, something. And so, yeah, just speaking of what you'd said, KJ, just like I, I can see how a lot of people in response to COVID and um, just are, are hungry, even if they might not articulate it that way. Yeah, I, I I think like okay. So first off, I have to say like, there's totally the, the easy answer. You know, you hope in Jesus and the gospel to, right, to right. come and save us, and so, so so you don't have to go to hell after you die. You go to heaven. There's the easy answer. But um, Advent comes every year, and Christmas comes every year because I think like the the thing that's really cool about the Christian calendar is it assumes you forgot. Right, the, the Christian calendar assumes that you forgot, um, and so every year it's like, "Hey, you forgot about the, the the birth of Christ. You forgot about hope. You forgot about peace. You forgot about joy. You forgot about." love you forgot about Jesus, and it's like, "Oh, yes, I did." You know, like and. <laughs> And I find that each year it's different and that there isn't the correct answer. It's not like, oh, I have to come to this place of accepting the gospel again. It's I'm coming to a place of embracing a deeper gospel or a different aspect of the gospel because the, the gospel is is gigantic. It is this all-encompassing experience of the hope of God for us. And, um, and 
I think by saying that, um, the things that I'm seeing are like, um, the things I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for, um, an outpouring of the spirit and the embodiment of the fruit of the spirit. Um, that's something that my heart is like, is like craving in the church. Like during this time, people are angry and divisive and, and they're fighting. And it's, it's like, it is like the opposite of the evidence of the Holy Spirit on earth. And it causes this hope inside of me that it doesn't have to be like this. And I, I, I have this hunger of, of being, being a people who is, who are peaceful, um, being a people who are gentle, uh, being a people that are slow to anger, being, being a people that are filled with joy. And the whole COVID thing didn't transform people. It didn't create anger, but it gave angry people the opportunity to be angry. And so it gave, <laughs> gave us the opportunity to be healed from that or to grow from that. It didn't create poverty. It, it gave poverty the opportunity to just explode everywhere, you know? And it's, it, it didn't create things. It exposed things. You talk about the, the behind-the-curtain experience. That's what COVID did. It, it pulled the curtain back, and it showed the truth of who people are. And in that, there's this hope of, wow, as people begin to tell the truth about the state of their hearts, what can Jesus do in that? Um, and the things I hope for is he begins it in me. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm, uh, you know, just personally reflecting on this idea of hope. Uh, hope in the present, like this idea, for whatever reason, I spent so much time growing up, the hope was always in the future. It was always hoping for something down the road. And I think my desire for this experience that you guys are going to be leading us down, that it would recalibrate me to the present and that there's hope in the now, there's hope in the moment. Um, kind of even, I think, what you're going after, like the the things that have been revealed on our hearts during this season and in the last six or seven months that I would see hope in that, um, in that present moment and what's going on right there, rather than always longing for, hold on till something else gets changed way down in the future or even eternity or whatever. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this opportunity. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for jumping down this road of, of, uh, this Advent project. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued to see it come together and where it all takes us. Us too. <laughs> I think I'm intrigued about it too. Like it's, it, it's, definitely something that is creating itself i think like that's that's how it yeah, feels it's organic and yeah it's it's really fun and i've been been taught a ton just by by being a part of it and being a part of this crew and this team and mm. um yeah so thanks yeah. well tales from the secret cabin <laughs> we're off and running we'll uh, we'll see where we go from here <laughs>